Hello, my name is Elena Matila. I'm the Executive Director at Mobile Forum. So welcome to Mobile Forum's podcast on digital wallets with our expert group chairs. With this pod podcast, we aim to bring you a glimpse of the conversation on digital wallets that we are having at Mobile Forum among the Mobile membership. Uh, we have this on a regular basis uh, and with the aim of sharing knowledge and sparking some interesting discussions on the topic. We'll start the podcast with some of the context uh, or for the wallet discussions that we've been having at Mobe, which actually go back a very long way. Then get to some of the practical examples from Nordea and Post Finance about their wallet strategies, their current priorities, and learn about key trends in wallets today. Uh, I'll introduce each of the co-chairs one by one uh, as they are brought into the discussions. So let me start with Christian Sorensen, who's the co-founder of Norfico and the tokenizer. Uh, Christian's a very well-known figure in the industry with decades worth of experience in payments and in digital banking. And he's been involved in Mobe's wallet work for a very long time. But I'll let you tell uh, everyone more about that, Christian. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Elena. And uh, yes, it has indeed been uh, been a long time, and I will will not dive into all of the things that have happened uh, uh, over all these years. But uh, it it has certainly been a journey that, uh, looking back, started in 2011, as far as I can see. Yeah. So uh, maybe we can start uh, with this trip down the memory lane. Uh, I think we started the work uh, already in 20. 10, but I think oh, you're wow. right in the sense that the first paper was published in 2011. So um, I think that was the definitions uh, of a mobile wallet. So maybe you can tell me a little bit of, uh, more about uh, the work that mobile took back then. You know, how has how the definition and some of the frameworks that we created, how have they measured um, up to date to, against time? Yeah, happy happy to do that. And uh, and it's actually interesting now looking back at uh, at these wallet papers. First of all, that uh, that I've been very positively surprised how well they have stood the test of time. But but I think it's also interesting uh, that the drivers behind starting the wallet work uh, in Mobe uh, is seems to be uh, that we're coming now full circle, and it's the same drivers that are, are sparking the the dialogue today. So let, let, let me expand a, a bit on that, because uh, the first wallet white paper that we did in Mobe, or mobile wallet white paper as it was, was very much based on the fact that there were so many definitions going around in, uh, in, in the industry. Um, actually, the industry at the time was both uh, on the banking and payment side of things, but also the, the telcos were also talking a lot about mobile wallets and, and, and their roles in, in that. So we, mobile wallets as such meant a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, and also, uh, we saw the, the banks asking themselves, so what does this mean for us? Uh, and um, and and that was why we set out back then to first try to deliver a definition. What is this? And then second of all, try to answer the questions to, to the banks. So what should you do about it? Which is pretty much what we are trying to do now. <laughs> but uh, but looking back, uh, I think uh, the, the the main thing from from back then was that it was the the, the mobile wallet. Um, now we're talking more about digital wallets. Uh, the digital wallet was also a thing back in 2010, 2011, but but that was more related to these what we today perhaps call online wallets like PayPal and others, uh, where you access credentials online. Uh, those were the ones called digital wallets. But what we what we looked into back then and the definition back then was um, 
was pretty simple. It was a mobile wallet is a functionality on a mobile device that can securely interact with digitized valuables. And in many ways, I think this definition still rings true. Uh, only thing that maybe we should look into is that is not necessarily restricted to just mobile devices in the sense of smartphones, but basically any smart device because wallets are also coming into cars, connected, other connected devices, uh, wearables and, and, and so on. Um, when we looked at mobile wallets back then, we, we looked at four areas, uh, of course, payments, uh, banking, identity and commerce as such. Um, what I think we didn't expect at the time was just how long time and how much effort it would take to get the, the payment side of things uh, right and get that uh, operational. So, uh, so that uh, that ended up taking the focus over the next many years. But I think the different areas that we mapped out back then uh, are still relevant and, and still deserve to be further uh, unfolded in, uh, in the sense of, uh, of, of mobile wallets. Mm -hmm. Great, thank you. So Mobi created a new expert group on uh, digital wallets earlier this year. Uh, as wallet, wallets and the wallet topic kept popping up in many of the discussions within Mobi Forum, uh, and it seems to be on top of mind for most of our bank members at the moment. So um, what do you think has created this uh, re-emergence of the wallet topic? And also maybe what do you think are the, the main aims of the expert group, the new expert group? Well, if, if we look at, uh, at, at at why this has come back on top of the strategic agenda in in the industry and especially in the banks, is that 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 banks have realized that there is more to wallets than payments, which was actually a point we made in Mobay already back then. That that in order for a mobile wallet to to really succeed, it had to deliver more than just payments. But since the payment scenario was so complex and uh, also, frankly, uh, many banks uh, have mixed successes in trying to launch mobile payment solutions. Uh, we saw all the, the, the work with the telcos, it didn't work. Then we saw the various HCE wallets that, that also struggled to gain traction. And then it wasn't until we had uh, Apple and Google Pay really sort of winning the, the, the mobile payment game. Uh, and, and I think many banks, they 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 at that point in time thought, okay, we've lost the wallet wars. Google and Apple have won this, so let's go away and do something else. Um, that actually led to uh, many banks starting to develop other mobile propositions, starting in many cases with mobile P2P that we will get back to. Um, and, and, and building from there, all of a sudden the banks realized, okay, we can actually build a wallet proposition and start adding additional services to that. And now with uh, with digital assets in general, uh, not talking crypto, but digitized assets in, in a broader sense, uh, digital identity all growing uh, in, in interest and, uh, and, and, and importance. I think banks uh, have realized that, hey, we haven't lost the wallet wars. Uh, we, we may have uh, uh, lost the first battle, but the, the war is still on. So uh, let's, uh, let's get together, figure out what are the options and opportunities and, and, and start strategizing from, from that. And that's probably why the bank members in Mobe are turning to Mobe as per usual. Where, where, where can we have some good inspiration and insights from, from our peers? And, and that's probably why we, we restarted the wallet work in, in Mobe. 
Fantastic. A good note to bring uh, one of our next uh, co-chairs on. Uh, the war is still on, says Christine. Uh, so welcome Marina Rebo, Strategic Commercial Manager at Nordea. Uh, she's been working with wallets at Nordea, having been responsible for the launch of uh, Nordea's global wallets, including Samsung Pay, Apple Pay, Google Play, around the mobile contactless payments. Welcome, Marina. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Fantastic. So Christian laid out some of the reasons why the wallets have re-emerged and are on top of mind of banks um, again today. So what, from Nordea's perspective, what would you say are the main reasons and how the market has changed um, in, in the past 10 years from, from your perspective? Why are they important again? Yeah, well, basically, we start with the basics first. I would say that the wallets are interesting for many reasons. Uh, for example, a card from Nordea that is enrolled into, for example, a global wallet, that is a touch point where the consumer use our card several times each day. We, of course, want to be the preferred card in the wallet. Uh, Nordea was also uh, very early out when it comes to testing mobile payments and mobile wallets. And when we talk about global wallets, we actually were the first bank in the Nordics to launch uh, global wallets with Samsung Pay launch in 2017. And I remember uh, when I was using a watch with an enrolled card in a, in a Samsung uh, watch, the first time in, in Sweden, it was a, a subway uh, transaction in the metro and the people were like looking at the watch and were thinking, is this even possible? I mean, at that point in time, that was a wow experience, but nowadays everyone is wearing rings and wearables and so on and so forth. So I would say that um, a lot of water has been going under the bridges since we uh, launched these first uh, attempts with the global wallets. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at what we have done also on the local wallet side, we are obviously part of this uh, Swiss collaboration, for example, in Sweden where uh, several banks is uh, together owning uh, and, and delivering this uh, P2P payment app, which is enormously uh, successful and, and a very popular brand in society. So uh, it has become evident that, that on local uh, space, we, we, we see that these local wallets are really, really strong. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So you kind of told us a little bit about uh, Nordea's wallet journey so far. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you kind of want to add to the, the wallet journey and maybe you can also talk about how you see um, the wallet journey going forward. What are, what are the next priorities for Nordea in this space? Yeah, I, I would say rather than talking about uh, the priorities in the bank, I would like to talk about what we've seen when it comes to wallets in society over the past decade. I mean, overall, what we can say is that we have seen in the market that wallets have shifted from only offering payments to actually be offering savings account, uh, buy now, pay later opportunities, and also cards. So these wallets are actually becoming quite heavy on the payment side. They are offering multiple use cases for the users in some regions. So they are actually taking a bigger sort of grip uh, and also taking a bigger part of the customer customer relation by doing so. That is not something that we have seen in the Nordic so far, but we have seen that in other markets. But I would say that going forward, the big things for banks with wallets are beyond payments. Just as Christian said, 
And I mean, we need to unlock this power of digital identity that we in Mobi Forum talked with Marcus Hautala about. We had a very good discussion about this uh, power of self-sovereign identity. And I'm a firm believer that uh, we can see two tracks being sort of played out for banks in the future. One being providing this sort of uh, app that is about driver's license, medical insurance, health insurance, healthcare, tracking, and, and driver's license, etc. And that is one element that we can support customers with. The other element is, of course, that we can continue to support wallets with payments and payments uh, uh, abilities. And in that respect, I also believe that banks in general will be able to power wallets with, for example, embedded finance. So I see that there is a good sort of link between traditional incumbent banks and also wallets. We, we, we are sort of uh, able to provide different things to the consumer and could could very well be so that embedded finance is a, is a pathway forward for wallets. Very interesting indeed. Um, so now I'd like to introduce you to the third co-chair of the expert group, Cedric Siever, who is a customer journey owner for payments at Post Finance. Uh, Cedric has been responsible uh, for the hugely successful uh, Swiss wallet Twint at Post Finance. Welcome, Cedric. Thank you, Lina. Thanks for having me. So maybe you can tell us a little more about how the Swiss uh, wallet market differs from some of the other European markets um, and to give a little bit more um, context for the, the conditions that Post Finance operates in. So also, like, where are you now with post, uh, in, in Post Finance in terms of wallets and how did you get there? Yes, gladly. Um, well, I believe that in terms of the general landscape and competition within the wallet market, Switzerland doesn't differ too much from other European countries. And like many of those countries, we were pretty afraid of the big tech OEM wallets when they um, started to gain trajectory a couple of years ago, just as Christian mentioned. Um, and we wanted to defend our customer relationship mainly. Um, so we at Post Finance started an own proprietary mobile payment system, which is called Twint. Um, a couple of years later, we merged with the largest Swiss banks and payment service players in Switzerland. And Twint now grew to become the mobile payment system number one within Switzerland. We have over 5.5 million registered users off of a population of around 8 million people in Switzerland. So. Pretty much everyone knows or even uses Twint. And well, since uh, Twint is a separate scheme and it operates bank account based, um, that means we are not relying on the usual card schemes, although a credit card can be added as a funding source as well. And since every bank issues an own Twint app, the service is perceived as a bank specific product and we are at the forefront of occupying the client interface. Um, pretty much Twint is um, covering all relevant payment uh, services from QS to Ecom. It has a P2P functionality and it also offers beyond payment uh, various partner services to make the day-to-day -day, uh, day -day life of our customers easier, um, just like many of the super apps uh, we see in Asia. So as of now, uh, with our value proposition, we are pretty successful in defending our market against the global players. But of course, they are growing in Switzerland as well. And so we really have to keep up with them in terms of innovation and services. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, and what about sort of going forward? What are the key areas uh, for you where you see most movement and, and what are the priorities in the next few years? 
Well, at the moment at Post Finance, we mainly aim to re-listen to our customers and to provide services which cater to their needs. And that is why we are currently exploring, well, I would say all available options and are running a multi-sided strategy. Besides Twint, we just recently enrolled Apple Pay with our own Post Finance type of brand as well. Um, a couple of years ago, we also tried to establish another Android-specific wallet for our own debit brand, which didn't really took off due to bad usability mainly. So we shut that down again. And we just realized that on the payment side of wallets, um, convenience really is key. So we pretty much want to give our customers the choice on how they want to pay. Uh, we are happy as long as they can do it quick and easy. And of course, preferably with one of our own solutions. Um, the aforementioned client interface is also very important to us. Um, that is why Twint slowly shifts into the realm of beyond payments with all the everyday use cases. Um, as of today, they already can trigger various services uh, within the app as parking, cash withdrawal, micro insurance, um, shopping opportunities, etc. Um, but also stuff like the MPL uh, is arising pretty much. Um, and we also want to do the same thing with our classical banking channels and strengthen our mobile banking app as well as our e-banking and try to generate more contact points within those channels. Um, that's why we are currently evolving our post-finance e-com payment method into PFP, um, which comes with an improved UX for our shoppers. Um, it is based within our mobile banking app. And also our merchants can benefit uh, from value-added services um like age verification or providing delivery addresses furthermore the payment method builds as a possible foundation for future opportunities for example when instant payment will arrive well first in switzerland not quite there yet but then specifically when it comes to e-com and pos and so forth and we will also be implementing a crypto offering into our banking channel as well uh, pretty soon um, and topics like open banking and EID, they are really just in the starting phase within Switzerland. And with our own banking channels, as well as with Twint, we have a few good horses in the race, I would say, when it comes to where we can leverage and implement certain topics in the most beneficial way for us, as well as for our customers. Um, be it standalone, uh, be it a standalone wallet construct or implemented wallet components within the e-banking or mobile app. So we will see uh, which will prevail, I guess. Fantastic. Uh, now, uh, Christian, you have uh, great visibility uh, to the current trends around the world uh, in, when it comes to wallets. Uh, how does uh, how do what uh, Marina and what Cedric describe fit in the wider context of of uh, wallet uh, trends today? Uh, and and how, how, what differences do you see in, in different markets? Well, I, I think uh, both Marina and, and Cedric highlights uh, and, and a really important aspect uh, from, from the bank's perspective, the importance of uh, the wallet as, as a touch point uh, for, for the customer relationship. That, that as much as, uh, as uh, both uh, banks present here have succeeded with their mobile uh, banking uh, proposition, uh, mobile banking is, is one thing that, that you need to do uh, occasionally, uh, and, and that is uh, typically great tools, but, uh, but, but payments and especially all of the services related to payments are typically something you do all the time. So, so the ability to be close to your customer 
from a bank perspective all the time is is a very important uh, position and not something that that you you as a bank should just give up to to Google and Apple and and while it may at first have seen uh, like a difficult battle to 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 win uh, with the with the Google and Apple wallet uh, basically taking the 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 card schemes and uh, and and extending that paradigm for another decade or what have you. I think uh, as Cedric also highlighted, uh, wallets are also enablers of alternative payment rails. It's not just about card payments, it's about the demand for real-time payments and uh, real-time payments are infrastructures that are coming uh, in place between banks and even cross borders in, in more and more regions of the world. And, and we have to remember that cards were built in a in a in an era where we weren't all online all the time. But now, with the wallets and our smart devices, we are pretty much online all the time. So we do not these we no longer need these intermediaries to to access payment infrastructure. So instead of just enabling the the old world of payment, I see a clear trend that we are now enabling the new world of payment, which is indeed account based real-time payments and and i see the the wall is playing a, a great role in in in, in this uh, a final trend uh, globally and uh, locally I, I definitely see is also something that 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 both uh, uh, cedric and marina has touched upon is uh, is the data available in the wallet beyond payment and 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 the trust that that you as a user of these wallets need to have in whomever handles these data because we have perhaps a little uh, mindlessly shared too much data with the tech giants over the, the past decades. And I think more and more people are becoming increasingly aware of the value of their own data and thereby turning data into assets uh, on par with other digital assets that we know, money being one of them, but also other digital assets. And I think having proper custody uh, and, and proper uh, uh, um, sovereignty and uh, and even ownership of these different types of assets is something that requires the trusted role that a bank can provide and something that that banks could and should explore and i think that most consumers around the globe would be happy to have their bank safeguard their data on par with safeguarding their money very interesting indeed, uh, and big change is coming. So for a final question, Cedric and Marina, um, what do you think will be the main, main benefits for you in participating in these types of discussions in the expert group, talking to other banks about these issues? Maybe we can start with uh, Marina first. I mean, we have a great network here. Movie Forum is, is all about experts in the field from banks and companies that support banks. And I think the, the the level of the discussions that we are having is uh, bringing new ideas and, and new innovation into play. And I really much enjoy all the discussions we have with all the members. So really grateful to be co-chairing this with uh, Cedric and Christian. I think it's a great honor and uh, I'm glad to be part of this uh, extended family. Yes. The final word to you, Cedric. What, what do you see are the main benefits of these discussions for you and for post-finance? Well, I can uh, totally 100% agree with uh, Marina. Me personally, I just recently joined uh, the mobile family and I could already benefit from so much knowledge and learn from other members' experiences on how they address certain topics which we are uh, facing now. 
um, as I just said, uh, in many relevant aspects, Switzerland is lagging a bit behind uh, the rest of Europe, being it EID, open banking, etc. And so for me, the timing is quite perfect. <laughs> and I could already uh, take so much back to post-finance. And um, you also get to meet so many uh, bright minds and great people. So it's all around win-win situation, I would say. Excellent. Very good. So a lot of uh, a lot a lot of development in payments, in identity, embedded finance, digital assets, and so on, pushing banks into the new battle in the wallet wars, uh, and a lot of fantastic discussions that this group has already had. So the group is actually broader than the three of you here. There's um, uh, a lot of other interesting voices that are bringing opinions to the discussions. Um, and um, please stay tuned for a report that will be coming out uh, based on the discussions that we've been having in this group for the past six months on the topic of wallets and, and uh, how it's affecting banks and how banks are uh, looking at their strategies in this. Uh, many thanks for listening and stay tuned for the report.